politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots, to the one and only CR podcast. Those of you yearning to fight anew for our liberties, this is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house, here to inform, guide, illuminate, strategize, bang our heads against the wall together to see what we can do during this time that is so shocking in the breadth and scope of fascism that is confronting us. None of us could have imagined this. Frankly, even last year, I never imagined this. But here we are, confronted by this this funny dynamic where, on the one hand, their narrative is falling apart at breakneck speed with mass lockdowns and, and, and the vaccine and blocking early treatment, all of this, that evil nuclear combo of those four factors I just mentioned. But on the other hand, they are more successful in implementing the fascism than ever before. And I was thinking today, this really is the profundity of the famous statement of John Adams during the Revolutionary War. Um, Obsta principius, nip the shoots of arbitrary power in the bud is the only maxim which can ever preserve the liberties of any people. When the people give way, their deceivers, betrayers, and destroyers press upon them so fast that there is no resisting afterwards. That's what I've noticed. Even though we have a stronger case later on in the game, yet we're less successful. They, they just plow through and we're just like sitting there. It's like gang rape and there's nothing you can do. And like, how do they get away with this? How do the courts not give us standing, and if anything, the courts give standing to their side to shove the mandates on. What? How does this even happen? But that's what it is. It's kind of like the virus itself that we talked about yesterday with uh, Dr. Tyson. you got to treat it early. Everything's like that in life. So you got to treat the cancer of fascism, of government arbitrary power on your life, liberty, and property early, because if you don't, They just press upon you so fast. Again, that quote from John Adams really painfully speaks to the time we live in. And yet, this is the problem with the conservative movement. And I won't name names, but you could use your imagination. People that earn 50 to 100 to 200 times more than I do. They have bigger audiences. They have a lot of fame. They've sold a lot of books. But whenever we need to fight the battle when it mattered, they're not only in the witness protection program, but they're often on the other side. Yeah, the January 6th narrative, they bought into it. They bought into BLM. They bought into certainly the COVID fascism. And then, so what's funny is now they're all against the mask, most of these guys, when it's too late. But they're still on the vaccine, even when the government has already moved away from their own narrative. They're like, this thing works. How dare you not get it, Daniel? Um, They just came out yesterday and they said within the next day they're going to approve a third shot. Huh? What? So we're going to talk about more of that. But speaking of people who are off target, and that's really what this is, they're always misfiring. There's a big problem now nowadays to keep your skills up. If you're concealed carry, if you just want to make sure you could properly defend yourself in a defensive situation, ammo is so expensive that, you know, I, you're, I'm, I'm reluctant to go to the range. Fortunately, 
iTarget Pro has you covered. It's a laser bullet you put into your gun. Very simple. Make sure it's cleared. Make sure you have no ammo around you. Um, obviously, safety check beforehand. And it works with their propriety app. All calibers, by the way, 223 rifle rounds, but certainly 9mm, 45, 40. And you put it into your, your pistol. You take your phone and shine it on their target. And it will literally render your shots. Their app for an extra few dollars will time you. So you could draw from the holster. Beep, you draw, and it will time your accuracy and your um, speed. It is all muscle memory. I'm telling you, it's all muscle memory. Today, you can save 10% plus get free shipping with offer code CR at checkout when you go to itargetpro.com. Again, this is the smartest way to have cost-effective handgun practice, the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, slash, not slash CR, itargetpro.com, offer code CR. So yesterday, they came out and said, as I predicted, it actually came quicker than I thought just two weeks after Israel, indeed, you will have to have a third shot. Well, Daniel, that's only the immunocompromised. Well, a couple points to be made. First of all, Fauci said the word before. They have to take it before everyone else, so that means everyone else is going to have to get it. That means they're admitting that it's wearing off. Not that it ever worked for transmission and symptoms, but for critical illness, it's wearing off. And moreover, folks, this was the whole enchilada, the immunocompromised. This is where most of the deaths are. And when they say immunocompromised, they mean, they don't just mean someone in hospice or on their deathbed. They mean, I mean, people with heart disease, uh, diabetes, kidney disease, hypertension, and obesity. Well, that's a heck of a lot of people, unfortunately, in this country. Some of it's genetic. Some of it is because of the obesity problem, which is the one thing that they won't deal with. And instead, they cause people to gain 30, 40 pounds from the lockdowns. And made even younger people more vulnerable than they should have been to the virus. But the point being, they're admitting it doesn't work. So now, they're, I mean, this is their narrative now, is that you now need constant boosters. But then they're also saying the variants, it doesn't recognize the variant. The number goes down every day. Mayo Clinic, Pfizer shot only 42% effective against Delta, which I'm sure means 10%. And it's waning every day. So it's not a new shot designed for Delta or what they think is going to be the next one. Like the flu shot, they try to gear it towards that. And even then, as we know, it's not really effective against preventing deaths from immunocompromised in any given year. There's tons of literature on that, by the way. And, and by the way, you are seeing this legitimately in Israel. You're seeing that it does protect the few deaths you do have among younger people. It actually... That's where it has more efficacy. But that's ridiculous. Because those people for sure are easy to treat early with 10, 20 things on the market, some over the counter, some easy prescription, if they only allowed for it. And then, of course, there's the symptom, the, the side effects of all these shots. Every single one. So you have all my colleagues. It's funny how the, the, the system will lie on seven levels... And they will look at us and say, Daniel, 
How dare you? They will shame us. They'll say, you're, you're harming our cause. And then they're proven wrong in spectacular fashion. But they are 100% sure that the next shoe won't drop. They were sure masks worked. And now they're like, oh, look at the mask. Now they make fun out of it. Yeah. Where were you when we needed you? Same thing with the vaccine. Well, we always said it was just the symptoms. No, that's not what you said. CDC said Pfizer was 95% effective against infection. You know what's so sad? The Hill, I'm not kidding you, the Hill did an article on this guy that was double vaccinated and died, and there's plenty of people like that. By the way, I am hearing, and I'll publish this when I get it confirmed, that Pennsylvania is up to 40% hospital of those hospitalized were vaccinated so here we go okay those numbers are creeping up and up and up every week because it's literally waning now oh and if it's waning who's to say it doesn't reach that threshold of weak antibodies that could bind but not block and you have antibody uh dependent disease enhancement which means that those people will get even sicker than those without it. We don't have evidence yet, but how could we rule that out given that it's following that playbook like a T? One after another, one shoe is dropping. Why should we be the ones that have to categorically disclose it? They have to be the ones to categorically rule this out. But anyway, they said this guy, I'm not I'm not kidding you. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It would be funny if it weren't so sad. So they put out there, doctors said that the condition of the father, this woman, because they interviewed the daughter, could have been worse if he was not vaccinated at all. <laughs> the guy died. So you know the, the the game now is anyone, all these people, like I've seen these people, they go for the monoclonal, some of them, and good for them, you know, trying to at least do something. I think there's better things to do that don't cost a trillion dollars, but... um. And the monoclonal antibodies, because it works with antibodies, they are going to be prone to weaken in their mechanism of action with the variants. But they're getting sick enough that they're getting a flu. I mean, when have you ever heard of that? Remember, see, this is the the thing. Whatever they say about the vaccine is true of natural immunity. Whatever they accuse natural immunity of being weak on is actually true of the vaccine. So they're like, oh, no, if they get it, it's not a big deal. No, that's true of natural immunity. Very few get it in the ones that do. It's, it's, it's just the body's fighting it. But these guys get a full-blown flu even when they don't get the crit- critical illness, which increasingly more are and will get it as it fully wears off, as we saw in Israel. So th- all the wheels are off this chariot. But what they always do is they're like, it would have been worse. It would have been worse. You now have a 100% hospitalization rate if you're not vaccinated. What? I would have been worse. So they now took it to the point where now uh, now we know the next play. The death rates can eventually be the same after another month or two. I'll be like, well, he would have died worse. <laughs> and you can't make this stuff up. Would have died worse. So it turns out CNN had a story and they buried the lead 
A recent study by Johns Hopkins researchers found that vaccinated immunocompromised people are 485 times more likely to end up in the hospital or die from COVID compared to the general population that is vaccinated. Well, Daniel, that's only because the vaccine is so amazing for them. But no, I mean, I understand you could say like, you know, they're two, three, four, five times more. But you're going to say 485 times more likely. I mean, again, that was the entire purpose was for those people. And again, those people, by definition, are going to be the most at risk from the spike protein of the virus to have an inflammatory reaction to the spike protein. And all those people who die, everyone's like, yeah, he had a heart attack, he, he was sick. So they need a vaccine the most, but the vaccine is crap for them, and it's the, mo- the riskiest for them. Again, if, you know, you know, like we've talked about the last number of days, if we were able to put together this much of a treatment protocol that is this efficacious with a ragtag group of doctors with no resources, imagine if you put a little bit of money and time, had the NIH properly studied this, they could have really fine-tuned the proper cocktails and um, dosages. Remember, this is not rocket science. It's not rocket science. You need anticoagulants, antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, and antivirals. We have tons of them on the market. They all work to some degree. You have to study their mechanisms of action, which ones work the best for the way this particular virus decides to invade and enter the cells, very much through the ACE2 receptor. But there's other things. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, androgen uh, blockers that seem to be the most effective of all, like proxalumatide. But then you have other parasitic antivirals like nidazoxanide. I think that's the way you pronounce it, nidazoxanide. Darn, they come up with these cockamamie names. Um, Heck, it might even work better than ivermectin. I don't know. I'm sure there is stuff out there, but they refuse to study it. So I want to get more into that first. I do want to make an announcement from our friend Rick Green, constitutioncoach.com. So all of you that have not gone, or all of you who have gone out to the front site uh, firearms training with me, you know this did not disappoint. Um, It's a 550-acre complex out there, you know, outside of Vegas. It is second to none in terms of the training and it, you get great constitutional training at night. You'll be amazed at how much you learn about the Constitution, about improving your defensive handgun skills, about clearing malfunctions. Very important. You'll feel comfortable um, certainly carrying in a holster. I can't tell you how many people have said I never carried with one in the pipe, and now they felt comfortable. They felt comfortable drawing, taking headshots. Um, it is really, really amazing. You'll work on your handgun skills, your mark, marksmanships. off training. Again, go to constitutioncoach.com. There are several dates in the fall. I will be at the October 31st training. One other note also is that Patriot Academy, they are having a fundraiser. Um, If you go to constitutioncoach.com, you'll find out more on Constitution Day, September 17th, with Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. So again, constitutioncoach.com to check out more information. So again, more and more we're seeing that their own narrative doesn't make sense. If I want to say, I want to trust the government, 
as these other conservatives and Republican states that are pushing it and allowing these vaccine mandates to go bad. If I wanted to follow it to a T, what is the narrative? I don't know what the narrative is. You tell me. Well, the vaccine is great. You better get it. No, they're telling you you have to get a new one. And beginning with the people that hurt, hurts that, that need it the most and that it wears off. And then increasingly, you'll get even less amount of time even after taking the risk from the booster because of the variants. And that's a static analysis. A dynamic analysis would probably show you that the vaccination itself, the more you do that, the more it will cause the virus to become more durable and adapt around it. So what is the exit strategy? And more and more people that are vaccinated are getting very sick and dying and they have no answers for them. It is truly sick. We, th- this is gang rape. This is Nazi Germany. I never would have used those terms. I never would have imagined this, even at the beginning of COVID fascism. Heartbreaking stories. I mean, my sister, who herself got the vaccine, sent me late last night. She has a friend who's on her third bout with cancer and has a 17-year-old son that is trying to go to college and they won't let him into the dorm, the classes, or even Zoom classes. They, they're going to take away his scholarship unless he gets vaccinated. He is 17 years old or 18 years old now and had antibodies, both. And listen to this. Her oncologist told her not to get vaccinated. Gee, so you even had to tell her that. She has cancer, but didn't want to go on record and write her son a medical exemption because he said his career would be over if his name got out. This is a 10-alarm fire. 10-alarm fire. Again, I mentioned the other day the Israeli data, the insane numbers. I'm going to probably do a piece on this. But it's very fluid. This Israeli MIT professor that got data from MDA, Mugging David Edom. That is, in America, every locality has their own ambulance service. So it's very hard to have uniform data on, you know, tracking trends and comparing, you know, how many heart calls did he get, how many seizures, strokes, this, that, whatever. But there, it's one country and they all have, they have one ambulance service. They studied pre-COVID. COVID before the vaccine and COVID after the vaccine. Okay, so you could wash out what was, you know, heart problems from COVID, heart problems from the vaccine, and there is an insane spike in heart-related emergencies that are that is completely unexplained, timing exclusively since January when the vaccines were made available to large numbers of people. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. This is truly insane. This is just my sister has two stories. That was one, the other one, and this is heartbreaking. I just heard about a 38-year-old woman who got married later and took years to conceive through IVF. Her OB finally convinced her to vaccinate. What a jerk that guy was. And she had a miscarriage at 24 weeks in, after the, right after the first dose. 
Now she probably won't conceive again. Now, I know right away someone will tell me, well, Daniel, IVF pregnancies are always more prone to that. I get it. But again, how could you look us in the eye and say, shut up, nothing to see here? Nothing to see. This is truly incredible. Incredible what is going on. CDC comes out and says, hey, we studied this. No problem with pregnant women. But here's the problem. Pfizer would disagree with you. In Pfizer's pre-printed study, it was, you might have heard about this. It was their six-month follow-up study. Um, from, it, was, it was posted on July 28th. Um, and I'm just going to read you the words. This report does not address um, VE and safety, you know, meaning vaccine efficacy, I'm sorry, vaccine efficacy and safety in pregnant women and in children younger than 12 years old. Studies evaluating BNT16B2 in these populations are ongoing. So I want you guys to think about that. Everyone agrees, everyone knows that even according to their Nazi-like standards, it hasn't yet been approved for EUA for under 12, which is why it hasn't been administered to under 12. Okay, everyone agrees. But it has been administered and shoved upon and forced upon pregnant women, or women, certainly women of childbearing age, but, but pregnant women and the OBGs all push it on them. And in, in fact, they make they scare them even more. They say you're really vulnerable more than anyone. And really, I don't think the data is there on that. I don't think so. Women in their 20s and 30s, much more than men. Women, unless they have other problems, but if they're healthy, they really have even less risk than men in their 20s and 30s. Women are always less at risk to COVID um, complications. There really is no evidence there, but... They're shoving on them, but you see from Pfizer, they're, they put it in the same categories under 12. Yet, unlike under 12, they did mass vaccination of every pregnant woman before studying it. And again, their study is garbage, but even they admit it's ongoing. Nothing to see. And then, I mean, you go on and on. You go to Reuters. Reuters. EU. I mean, the EU is bad, but not quite as bad as the U.S. They're a little bit more circumspect, looking into new possible side effects of mRNA COVID shots. Three new conditions reported by a small number of people after vaccination with COVID-19 from Pfizer and Moderna are being studied to assess if they may be possible side effects. Erythema, multiform, a form of aller allergic skin reaction. Um, then there's another thing I can't pronounce. I'm not even going to try which is a form of kidney inflammation and, and nephrotic syndrome, a renal disorder characterized by heavy urinary protein losses are being studied by the Safety Committee of the European Medicines Agency. I mean, like, you want to tell me we'll make this right to try available, put a label, fine. But the more this comes out, the more they mandated it. And when you know there's this degree of censorship, when doctors are like, oh my gosh, I can't report it, I can't raise any questions, 
you know there's a, a hundred, a thousand times more than what's being reported. This is literally Nazi Germany. And folks, now's the time when you need legal help more than ever. Religious liberty, um, especially. Alliance Defending Freedom has been defending religious liberty, sanctity of life, freedom of speech, marriage for nearly three decades. They rely solely on your generosity. It's pro bono, um, which is why they need to expand their purview. They need more resources to do that. If you pick up their ebook called Generational Wins. You go to adflegal.org slash CR. You can get a copy to discover why fighting for what's right um, is is vital to our survival. And I certainly don't need to make that pitch now. Uh, we, we are living in a time when we don't have liberty left. America is obviously stronger when we stand together as patriots. We got to unite, stand in solidarity, defend freedom and liberty. One way of doing that is supporting ADF. Again, go to adflegal.org slash CR, adflegal.org slash CR to pick up your copy of their ebook, Generational Wins. So, folks, you can't make this up, okay? So you have conservative talkers go down the top-rated 10, 15, of TV, cable, and radio, and see how many of them are helping our cause, how many are harming, and how many are in the witness protection program. Well, the number helping will be the lowest of your cohort study. (laughs) Lowest cohort in your study. But they're promulgating a narrative. They're trusting a narrative and shaming us for fighting it that's already been disproven. Just like they did with the mask. Times of Israel. Health officials predict thousands of seriously ill COVID patients within a month. What did I tell you? You get, They're like, does the vaccine work or not? You idiot. We all know you put antibodies in the guy's thing. You'll have temporary um, efficacy. Although we are kind of shocked at how little efficacy it has against symptomatic infection. Even, even after a month or two or three. But with the critical illness, after killing and debilitating God knows how many people in the process of the mass vaccination, it wears off. Israel is saying this. Times of Israel. Israeli hospitals have to prepare for an influx of nearly 5,000 coronavirus patients within weeks, half of whom will need acute care to deal with severe bouts of COVID-19. According, health officials have warned Prime Minister Bennett. According to reports Wednesday, the dire predictions came during a Tuesday meeting between Bennett and senior health experts amid a major influx of new cases, prompting the premier to back a plan to expand hospital capacity, a signal that the government will look to absorb the crush of severe cases head on. Um, They're forecasting 4,800 coronavirus patients requiring hospitalization by September 10th. Okay, that's less than a month. The experts expect half the patients to be seriously ill. Um, so in other words, they are predicting greater numbers than they've ever had. Folks, that makes no sense. Every adult there, you, you basically can't live a functioning life in Israel if you're not vaccinated. That's what they've done. You know, picture if all of Israel is like Portland, Oregon or something or San Francisco. So everyone had to get it and they did get it. And now they're getting a third one. So 
while they're doing the Nazi fascism, well, well, shut up, Daniel. You know, it makes a big deal that it helps with the symptoms. No, they're predicting serious illness of a greater magnitude than they've already had. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. At the peak of the pandemic, nearly 1,200 patients were listed in serious condition. Okay, their worst period in their country, they had about 1,200. Okay? Well, now they're predicting, well, what did they say? 4,800, and they're saying half will be serious, so that is 2,400. So they're predicting themselves to double their previous peak. How does that not point to not only zero efficacy against critical illness eventually within a month, but negative efficacy? Well, the, the Daniel, the Delta's worse. Well, who created the Delta? When do we ever see a virus mutating like that? It always mutates down. So to the extent that's true, I don't know if it is. They're admitting it. Israel has basically been renamed. It's not Israel anymore. It's Pfizer land. They sold everything to Pfizer. They sold their data to them. Pfizer owns the country, even more so than America. Okay, that is Pfizer's private shop. And they are telling you it's not working. They're the ones with the conspiracy theories. You know, they're out there. CDC is now putting out data that's worse than a conspiracy blog spot blog that you're worried about getting a computer virus from clicking on their website. They literally took an India study that, to show masks work, and the study was rejected by Research Square. Research, Research Square was in on it and lied to CDC and said it was a glitch. It wasn't rejected, but it turned out it was a lie. The, the author in India said it was rejected. This is what CDC is doing. And they're saying, we're the ones putting out misinformation? Are you kidding me? You go to Scotland. Public, this is the, the Daily Skeptic, a very good website, dailyskeptic.org. They have a, uh, an article, Public Health Scotland admits that the majority of people hospitalized and testing positive for COVID are vaccinated. Again, Israel, it's almost everyone. In America, it started out, it was like nothing, and then it was like 10% and 20%, and I'm hearing signs 25 to 40% in some places. Again, th this jives very well with the data I put together. The UK's vaccination curve is it right in between US and Israel. So here, here you go. They put together tables from data from uh, late July... July 23rd to July 29th. Focusing just on the over 50s, we can see that there were 14 deaths in unvaccinated in those two weeks and 60 deaths in the double vaccinated. Okay? So this is Scotland. And that is a two-week period at the end of July. So it's only going to get worse in August. 60 deaths, double vaccinated, 14 unvaccinated. Now, to be fair... To be fair, they do have like a 90% vaccination rate in that cohort. So 
it is, you know, they're by doing the math, they say that's sixty-seven percent efficacy. So right away, that's a huge news story, because we were told it would be a hundred percent efficacy against death, like ninety-eight percent against critical illness, and ninety ninety to ninety-five, depending on which paper they had, and which vaccine against the against uh infection. Well, now it's 0% against infection, and even death is 67%. But again, that's not... If that were a fixed thing for, for the rest of life, okay, I, you know, maybe I could live with that, especially for people that really need it, um, immunocompromised, whatever. But that's a moving target. That's getting less every day. Um... Another point they have from the Scottish data in the four weeks up to August 6th, so basically most of the month of July, 48.1% of COVID-positive PCR cases were in unvaccinated individuals, and 468 of COVID-related acute hospital admissions were in unvaccinated individuals. Okay? 50, so in other words, 53% of acute hospitalizations were in vaccinated people. Now, again, you could look me in the eye and say, I don't know what their overall vaccination rate is. The um, seniors was 90. Let's say, you know, it's 65% or whatever. So, oh, well, Daniel, 65%, but they're only 53%. Of but again, like, but but then you you have to factor in how many people died and had debilitating injuries from it. You, you, gotta, you gotta weigh that in the mix already. That's a very different thing, and that's right now. What about another month? What about another two months? What about if the more you vaccinate, it's going to create more of this? And again, they just bought another 30 million doses, which the UK media is reporting. That's not just for immunocompromised. That's for anyone over 50. They're targeting anyone over 50. Before even the conservative media and the Republican officials even concede a point, the fascists themselves have already ceded it. They're still on this thing that it works against everything except for infection. In fact, a lot of the conservative commentators are even saying it's rare that you get reinfected from it. This is the conservative side. We don't have anyone fighting for us. The conservative movement is designed to exist to fight for the things that matter the least when, at, at the time that they matter the least. Never for the issues that matter the most at the time when they matter most. Then they're always on the other side. But that's where we are with the phony conservative movement. This is sadistic. They know it doesn't work. They know it harms. They know there is a much better way of dealing with this. And yet still, they will sadistically force it upon us. We've never seen anything like this. I want to read you um, a message that was sent to me from someone I trust a lot. One of our listeners who is um, very, 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 very smart on covid publishes articles herself. And she put out on one of our message boards, she got this from a 
a PA, a physician's assistant in Florida, and I don't know where. And this is an email that she was formulating to a hospital CEO. So this is third hand, okay? But it jives with tons of open source material and just the general tenor of what we're hearing. If you want to talk about Nazi, the mentality, I am hearing this from everyone now. But this is just a specific anecdote to give you a flavor of what is likely going on in our hospitals today. Two weeks ago, a 57-year-old female patient was brought in with shortness of breath, fever, and cough. It was a very typical presentation for COVID, one which we have all seen far too much of. The patient came in on about uh, 3L of oxygen uh, by nasal cannula. After about 30 minutes, the respiratory therapist approached the ER doctor who was treating the patient and said, that woman in bed, 107, is dropping her oxygen sats and is more, um, uh, what is it called? Tachy, tachypneic, tachypneic? Jeez, I, you could see my knowledge of this, but whatever um, her sats were dropping, would you like me to put her on some more support? The doctor responded, hmm, eventually, but let her struggle for air for a bit first, then maybe next time she will get vaccinated. Okay, so that's the first story. Yesterday, I had to admit a 36-year-old with COVID pneumonia. She was not terribly sick, but her oxygen saturation dropped to 88% without uh, 2L of oxygen. When I spoke to the admitting hospitalist, he asked, not vaccinated, right? I responded, no. I think she figured she was young and had no comorbidities, so nothing bad could happen to her. I get it. Young people think they're invincible. The hospitalist responded, this is a direct quote, well, I don't get it. F her, F her. I hope she gets good and sick. And that's the story. She writes, as a medical providers, we are entrusted with the care of patients. They put their faith in us, trusting that we will treat them with dignity, compassion, and respect. We all get frustrated sometimes with patients who make poor decisions for their health that result in increased illness and suffering. But never before in my career have I seen such a complete lack of compassion or empathy. It is disturbing, and it makes me very uncomfortable in this work environment. Folks, we have drug addicts that come in all the time. You obviously have the people with terrible diets and obesity, all man-made. You have people that come in with accidents of doing stupid stunts. You have, I speak all the time, and I come across this with my coverage of crime, the worst gangbangers that come in um, in a gang shootout. And doctors treat them with every bit as much urgency, uh, the gunshot wounds, as they would someone who's totally innocent. And yet people that come in like this, I I know this is happening. I get emails from people. I don't know what is happening to our country. But this is very, very dark. And again, you have people dying who are vaccinated. I could tell you, Dr. Corey and these other guys Dr. Tyson, Ryan Cole, Peter McCullough, they'll have no problem treating anyone who is a vaccine Nazi who who needs help. And believe me, a lot of them do and increasingly will need just as much help eventually as anyone. 
They have no problem treating someone for myocarditis. Peter McCullough is a, a heart specialist, a cardiologist, who got vaccinated. A 20-year-old who should have never gotten vaccinated, but chose to do it, and now has a heart problem. He'll treat him with just as much care. It's truly disgusting. We have a government, a media culture that is worse than Al-Qaeda. They are worse than North Korea. They're worse than the Chinese. Because they do it with a clean conscience. Truly, truly sick, sick puppies. And, And folks, this is really all rooted in one thing. The lack of compassion. From day one, if you noticed, this was all about being mean to people. As if it's your fault you got the virus. You can't live. You're spreading it. And I was like, wait a minute. God never creates a scenario where your just simple existence without any warning is a threat to another person. That is that is one of the worst outlooks that is so pagan and so wrong. You know, you say you, you blatantly have a contagious disease that you know about. You stay home for that time of period. But there's never a time... Because if it really is that it's so easy that everyone's going to get it and they don't even know and it spreads, then everyone's going to get it. And it's not any one person, right? That's when it's Ebola or something like, whoa, yeah, yeah you, you quarantine, whatever. It's just 10 people get it, 15 people get it. But when you have something like this that they themselves, again, no one disagrees, that everyone is going to be exposed to it unless somehow you could live under a rock, it, it, it's not the person's fault and he's like, oh, you have COVID? Oh my gosh, let me treat you. Let me treat you. Instead, it's shut up. I, I'm hearing more and more stories all of people are sending me. 99% of doctors, they will not give them anything. No treatment. They won't even, they either don't even know or won't even send them to the um to the monoclonals. And, and again, I'm not so into the monoclonals, but the reason why I just bring that point up is because you can't, Chalk that up to, oh, those are the dirty repurposed drugs. They're not approved. I mean, this is approved. This is big pharma. This is very expensive. Right? So it, it can't be that. It's literally a cruelty, a lack of compassion. They're the ones who talk about compassion the most. But, you know, this is one of the things that have, has literally guided me in life, in my worldview, why, unlike other phony, teletubby, Muppet conservatives, I've never wavered in my beliefs. Um... You know, in Jewish literature, there's there's an adage that those who are merciful to the cruel will ultimately be cruel to the, those deserving mercy. And it really does define a leftist in, in, in a nutshell. These are the people that will cry over criminals, you know, stand outside, you know, you can't get capital punishment for the worst rapist murderer, but then stick a fork in the baby's head and, you know, let the criminals loose so they kill more people. And then suddenly they claim to be concerned about a virus. Notice they're not concerned. This is what I've been proving to you. They're concerned with controlling you and being mean to you. They're, you know, if they're like, look, we're really worried. We, we, we don't want you to spread it. But oh my gosh, the minute, meaning this COVID is the worst thing ever. COVID, COVID, COVID. We see COVID everywhere. A guy surfing alone on a, on a beach somehow is going to spread COVID. So certainly if the guy freaking has COVID, he tested positive for it, be like, oh my God, you're going to die. Let me throw the kitchen sink at you in terms of treatment. No, shut up, stay home, and you better not get any treatments, and I better not catch you trying to fill a prescription there. Um, if you can't breathe, then you could go to the hospital. Shut up. These people are compassionate? 
They care. They don't give a damn about COVID. Like they don't care about anything. They make all these policies worse and often created them. And I firmly believe with all my heart and soul as time goes on, we are going to discover that more and more of the experts and the people marketing these policies and products at the very least knew about the existence of this virus if weren't downright involved in the gain-of-function research, which is obvious why Pfizer and the, and, and the like would have been involved in that. Remember, the Chinese don't have that much infrastructure when it comes to that, but they have tons in the sense that they basically control the American companies. So they're kind of arc Chinese in that sense. So to me, it wasn't like some hooka-looka-looka Chinese vaccination company involved in the Wuhan lab. If they were doing gain-of-function, you better believe people like Pfizer um, you know, executives were involved in that, which also means that our government, of course, was involved, which we already know they were. You know, Dan Rather, I thought he, you know, talk about a guy, I, um, man, I thought he was dead. I didn't even know he was still alive. He tweeted out, so basically, um, he was disappointed that Southwest, American, and what's the third one? I'm drawing a blank here. Delta said that they're, they're not going to mandate vac vaccines on their staff. So he tweeted out, while we're at it, let's not mandate landing gears. It's really a personal choice if you want to be a smooth touchdown. And it's like, it's mentally ill. He, he is literally comparing every individual under all circumstances in the globe. The globe is like, a, like an airplane. Think about, it's very profound what he's saying. I warned you that fascism began with airports and TSA. Now they want to turn our entire lives into TSA in an airport. Think about that. Your existence, you are born, from the minute you're born, you are a, it's as if you're on an airplane. So you're owned by safety regulations. Every breath you take, every move you make, will be watching you. Think about how chilling that is. These people, this guy was one of the most powerful men in America for decades, Dan Rather. This is what they believe. It's so radical. Yet, show me the movement against it in Kentucky. They, they have a mask mandate on children now. Well, Daniel, that's, that's a Democrat governor. But dude, the legislature, they have 75% majorities in a legislature where they could override, incidentally, with 51%. They only need a simple majority. How does that happen? Texas, all the major cities are doing it. I'm pro-vaccine. This is just a glimpse into how the conservative movement is a false flag operation, the ultimate controlled opposition, and have, how they've been tossing the fight and selling us out for years. The only difference is now we're in the bottom of the ninth inning. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, our back against the wall. The consequences are nothing short of literally. I mean, you listen to Dan Rather. You listen to the way they talk. You look at the policies. Literally controlling our bodies. God knows what the next step is. 
if it moves this quickly with such little evidence and negative evidence against what they're saying in just a few months. We got to fight back. I want you guys to go to constitutionaction.com to sign up for the teams. But more importantly, we have enough people for all of our red state teams. We need leaders to coordinate the names. If you're willing to work with a few people, you're in a given state, let me know and we'll work at getting you these names. And I'm going to drop it in your lap and it will be up to you. I'm just a matchmaker. I have a show, a few thousand people signed up. We can do tons of stuff, and I, I I apologize. I know a lot of you are very disappointed. You haven't heard. It's a very hard thing to put together, but more and more, we have a couple more states we're going to get on board. We're going to do Georgia. We're going to do um, Iowa as well. I'm working on Nebraska, um, Alabama, and Florida. So, again, if you're, we need help in North Carolina. We need help in Kentucky. Lots of other states. Let us know where you are. Um I'm going to do so. I'm going to be here tomorrow, Friday. Hopefully, I'm going to have a pre taped show if I have time for Monday, and then I'll be out three days next week. That's it for my summer vacation. I'm not going away very long. We'll, we'll be back. These are the times that try men's souls, so I'm trying not to take off too long, but I need your help. You guys can do this. Send the show to 50 of your friends and relatives. We got to spread the truth. People need to wake up, they got to know what they're even up against. As you know, whether you agree with me, disagree with me, agree with some of the things I say, you know it comes from my heart. You know it comes from a lot of research. I'm not carrying water for any organization, any party, any political figure. There's no sacred cows with me. I think they're all pathetic. That's why we truly are one of the only, if not the only, independent conservative show out there. And it's not even conservative anymore. It's not right versus left. It's top versus down. It's the elites just crushing us. Um, this, is, this is not classical liberalism what's going on. It's, it's fascism. Um, if you really consider yourself a liberal, you should be appalled by the censorship, the lack of compassion, the lack of informed consent. So there's a lot more that we're going to get to. We're going to try to jam in these two shows. Till next time, stay informed, stay in the fight, and God bless you all.